Welcome to today's New Life Live podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by you. Your donations make this podcast possible. Please consider donating today using the New Life app. Visit newlife.com or call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Welcome to New Life Live with host and founder of New Life Ministries, Stephen Arterburn. For 35 years, New Life has been transforming lives one at a time thanks to the giving hearts of you, our listeners. Our goal is to provide you with wisdom from God's Word to give you hope and help in life's hardest places. If you have a question you'd like to ask today, our phone lines are open. Call 1-800-229-3000. That number again is 1-800-229-3000. Now here's Steve. Hi there, and welcome to New Life Live. Happy Friday to you. And I hope that this month has just saturated you with love. Two people saturated with wisdom are on the program today. Becky Brown, one of my favorite people in the universe. Becky, how are you today? (laughs) I'm doing well, Steve. I'm glad it's Friday as well. And here comes Sherry, Dr. Sherry Keffer, another favorite. Uh, She's the one that introduced me to new brain technology and Dr. Amen. And, man, did it change so much. You got a Until, new brain, man. You yeah. you you are just cruising with your new brain yeah. in life. I'm so happy Un- for you. Until the snowmobile accident where I broke the helmet I hit <laughs> yeah, so hard. I know. I got to do some uh, re- retraining there. We're so glad you're with us today. 1-800-229-3000. 1-800-229-3000. We would love for you to join us. Now, Sherry and Becky, both of you, uh, when you're dealing with folks... Anxiety is an issue. I I have seen anxiety go up so much with COVID, and I link it to 9-11. I think the world changed when 9-11 occurred, and we felt unsafe. Now you add to that when COVID first came out, we thought we might die from it, (laughs) and some did. Uh, What, uh, Sherry, let's go to you. In your practice, how do you help people deal with this new level of anxiety we're seeing? You know, I think one of the trauma beliefs that gets wired in from 9-11, from COVID, from when we lose loved ones, is this belief that I'm not in control. Mm -hmm. And when you think about what the opposite belief would be, like, you know, the Apostle Paul talked about turning things around. He, He was the first mind coach. And what would the opposite be? Well, it's that I'm now in control. Now, people go, wait a second, how can I actually be in control? And I say, well, you know what? It's an illusion. Steve, you are in control of your, what was it, a snowmobile? What were you on before you? It was a snowmobile. Okay. You were in control of your snowmobile before the moment that you went down. Yes. And the truth is, all we have is right in this moment. Like, I could, I could pass right now on the radio that would be tragic for you guys myself my family but if we can think about the fact that we just have this moment we just Mm -hmm. have right this second it's a mind change and i think it's really what jesus was talking about when he talked about the birds and how he takes care of them Mm. in that moment changing our perspective letting go of the illusion that i can somehow control my afternoon or tomorrow or the next day we we only have right now 
So, so true. And worrying does no good. It's a distraction. And if there is a source of the anxiety, why not deal with the source? Becky, you have some thoughts here before we go well, yeah, our break? Well, yeah. You know, one of the greatest things that helped me through COVID and all of what we're talking about was our life recovery principles and yeah. practicing that. You know, one of the statements from the Oxford group is acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. COVID presented us with lots of obstacles that we didn't understand, that we didn't like, we didn't want to do. And we had to really work at, okay, so I can't do that. What do I need to do? Who do I need to connect with? How can I make this moment work for me? And Mm. the more we can pay attention to that, the freer we get. Because to your point, Sherry, we don't have control. That's an illusion. But we can have peace. And I just, you know, I was Mm. thinking about that passage um, in scripture that says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. And that's what life recovery has done for me and so many other people as we've worked those uh, steps in the process uh, to help us deal with that. Thank you, Becky. We'll be back. To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. That's right. We are back and so glad that you are with us. We love it when you tell somebody about the program because it could be life-changing. And, you know, we... Yes, Becky. (laughs) Can I say one more thing? I didn't want to simplify anxiety because, you know, there's a lot of people that struggle with... um, you know, diagnosable anxiety. Right, brain chemistry you, issues. Right, exactly. Right? And so I want you to seek the help because there is help. We know more and more through neuroscience and treatment that there is an answer for that anxiety. So I just wanted to add that as a PS Thanks. to what I said before. And, <laughs> I love uh, that. Piggybacking off of your back there, I want to <laughs> say that rather than people thinking acceptance is the answer to all my problems today, they think trying harder mm-hmm. more willpower is the answer to all my problems today and mm-hmm. i would just ask you to pick a number of how many more days that's not going to work for you right <laughs> that you would finally decide to see it as it is surrender right. it to god and mm-hmm. let him help you accept an extreme limitation you are never stronger than when you see an extreme limitation that you have, and you accept it and do something about it. I cannot drink a drop of alcohol. I have an extreme limitation, and I don't try to out-extreme it. And uh, the chances of me missing that thing, well, a little bit in the beginning, none today. All right, let's go to D and uh, D on Wava, Washington, D.C., Hi, Dee. Hi, Steve. And hi, Sherry. Hi, Becky. Hey. Hi, Dee. I'm so glad you called. Thank you so much. You're um, welcome. I'm struggling a bit more today than um, normal this week. But why is I that? I want to thank you all first for your program. I've listened since about 1993, and I became a New Life member several years ago, and you guys mm. have been so helpful to me. Thank you. Um. Thank you. Um, I tend to ramble, and I'm also very emotional about the situation I'm going to talk about, so I can stay on topic. I've kind of written some notes about what I need help with this week specifically. Okay. 
I have three young adult children in their mid-20s. My mm-hmm. middle is a son. He's 25. He graduated from college um, a couple years ago, and after living with a roommate in an apartment for a while, that didn't work out, so he moved back home last summer um, to help him save money. We couldn't pay for his college, so he incurred student debt and some other debts about a year ago. Um, So about a year ago, to get money quick, he started placing sports bets on his phone. Mm. Okay. He made a big quick win, um, but gambled all the $40,000 away. Worst that can happen. Yeah, worst that can happen is win quickly. Okay, so the $40,000 was all gambled away. Yep, and then... He kept trying to win it back, mm-hmm. and it's plummeted to where last week the debt coll- collectors are starting to call our house. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a t- history of narcissistic tendencies and not being exact- exactly truthful, but when the debt collector called last week, it opened the door for his dad and I to talk to him. So this weekend, he did um, give us some insight to his debt problem, reluctantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he says he but he says he doesn't want to be around anymore. He feels no hope, yeah. no desire to live anymore, and I'm scared to death to the point where I'm constantly worried he's going to harm himself because yeah. I know gamblers have a one-in-five probability of suicide. Right. Yeah. Um, so after he told his dad and me his story and his desperation, the next day he was back on the gambling site and bet again. Yeah. Right, because he has he's an addiction trouble. to it now. Right, you know? yes. Okay. He's got so a gambling addiction. Now okay. he's, his collectors are calling, and I'm afraid he's going to do decide that living isn't worth it. I don't okay. know what to do. Okay, so you're asking us what to do. All right, yes. well, let's start with uh, Sherry, and then we'll go to Becky, and I have a couple of comments about this. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Dee, thanks for reaching out. We are, we're heartbroken. We love our kids, and when our kids have an addiction, and especially... When there's concerns about suicidality, it's definitely important to take mm. his words seriously and for mm-hmm. him to know that you're hearing him seriously. Um, th- you know, right now, today, your son could get on um, with a meeting on Gamblers Anonymous. And he also needs to be in to see a psychiatrist. He needs to be in to see a counselor, a therapist. So there's a treatment plan that is not a luxury item. It is a must-have for your 25-year-old. But the thing is, he's got a good thing going with you and your husband. He's got his rent paid. He doesn't have responsibilities. He's got a room, and he's able to gamble from home. You you guys are, y'all have become like Vegas, right? He doesn't even have to leave. He just, he's got a, a job. He, he does have a job that he does go to every day. Okay. Except the week. And he refs on the weekend. He has an extra job on the weekend. So he's but working. All too. Yeah, he's working, yeah. but he's he's not being responsible So the leverage is your home. The leverage is if you would like to continue being here, we have a problem, right? There's a problem Mm -hmm. with your gambling. We love you. We want a relationship with you. That's step number one as far as a boundary. Step number two is 
if you continue to gamble, uh, we're not okay with that happening in our home. Number three is, we can't stop you from gambling. You can keep gambling if you want. But number four is, if you continue gambling in our home, under this roof, you will need to find another place to live. Now, if you are willing to go to GA, Gambling Anonymous, your dad can be on with you, and you guys can sit on online support group, or you can find a face-to-face group. Um. If you are willing to, you know, take the steps to go see a psychiatrist and a therapist, we can be a hub temporarily for you. But those three things are must-haves. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Becky, uh, you have some thoughts here? Yeah. Of those so, good thoughts? Well, so I'm thinking, Dee, I'm concerned for his safety. And when people get to this level of desperation, um, they lose their sense of, you know, options. And yeah. it could be an opportunity for him to go into treatment. Um, he could do a short-term behavioral treatment, and we have uh, folks that we partner with that we can connect you with. Um, I'm concerned for his safety. And so his work through uh, addiction recovery is going to need to begin. But I, I would say uh, if he is in a safe place where he's getting counseling, group work, a psychiatrist's intervention and beginning that process, I think that would be a good way to start. If that was my son, my uh, I would meet my wife and I would meet with him and say, "Hey, we've talked about this. You're in big trouble, mm-hmm. and guess what? It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay because it's always been okay. We work mm-hmm. things out. It, we don't even remember what we were dealing with five years ago." And that's Mm -hmm. true here. There's a way to get through this, Mm -hmm. but you're going to have to let us help you. There's no reason to feel desperate. This is so common. That is why all of the owners of casinos have a fleet of private jets to fly people in and spend money there. It's just never going to work for you. Mm -hmm. So if you could see that and see that you become dependent on that, we can get you some help. And that's what we want to do, because even though I tell you it's going to be okay, you're going to need to jump in here and do some things. Like, we're going to take you to a psychiatrist, and he's going to evaluate you. And if there are some things that he has that might remove the impulse to gamble, would help with that in the short term, we're going to do that. We're going to do whatever we can. But you got to do it with us, and you must be honest. And if not then we're not going to enable evil in our home. And us allowing you to live here while you gamble the money you make thinking, with magical thinking, it's all going to work out that way. It's not. Reality is what's going to be okay if you deal with reality, not some kind of quick fix thought that everything's going to be okay. That's what I would be saying. Any other thoughts here, Becky, or... uh, uh, Sherry, before we go, anything? What were you going to say, Dee? Oh, I was going to say, I, I talked to my husband, and I said that I, I've heard you guys say that, and I expected you to kind of say to try to kick him out, and but he's afraid that that's going to make it worse, and I am too. That's well, really if he's suicidal, thing. see, uh, you don't kick a suicidal person out. You right. take them to a psychiatric hospital and admit them. 
it's a different right. situation. You know, right. if it's a rebellious. Who well, want to go? You tell him it is. Come it on, is a going. Baker Act in a lot of states, but I think that's where we're. You know, where you help him get connected with a care team. You know, it yeah. is something that we have to take serious, D. And so that that is going to be part of the process. Right. You know, what'd be really good for you and your husband, D, is for you today to go to an Al-Anon meeting, because I think. Al-Anon is for family members where they've, they've got an, an addict, somebody that they love who's acting out. And while Al-Anon, you may, there may be a lot of folks there that are using alcohol or whatever, just replace gambling in with that because it's damaging. But Al-Anon, a, a lot of us don't go as family members until something like this happens mm-hmm. with your boy. Yeah. But don't wait another day. You right. and your husband go, yes. start getting connected with other people that have 25-year-olds that are using addictive behavior in some way, and you'll and, begin to feel more support. Right. And if there is a meeting that's open, you, your husband, and him, you go to that meeting together. Yeah. Now, I'm going to send you, take your life back. Healing is a choice. I'm going to send a life recovery Bible and the workbook with it. You give it to him, and you say, I want you to find a group. We have over 400 life recovery groups around, 67 online. He needs to get involved. That's where the victory comes. And I hope and pray something we've said has been helpful and inspiring or motivating you to do the next right thing. Thank you, Dee, for calling. All right, now let's go to how about we talk with Yvette from Lanham, Maryland, WAVA. Hi, Yvette. How are you today? I am well, thank you. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. And uh, it sounds really oh, good. Great. What's going on? Good. I realize that I am a terrible enabler. Well, what are you enabling? Everybody. I'm enabling my adult children, my grandchildren, and I realize I keep pushing them to, or I heard you guys talking about acceptance, and that kind of mm-hmm. resonated. Mm. I, I'm finding it hard to accept limitations, and so I guess I try, and I, and I do with myself too, so I'm trying to push, 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 mm-hmm. and do for them what they need, what they can do for themselves, or what they need to do. And I tell myself, well, you got to stop, but I just keep, I don't know. Yeah. And, and is it because I'm not accepting How about their this? limitations? Yeah, How about this? please. It feels better to you to do what you're doing, even though the effect on them is worse. Hmm. This was this is the realization that my best friend for 40 years and, and writing partner, one of the greatest gifts that he gave to the world was talking about, he realized that what he was doing for his heroin-addicted son was really doing it to his heroin-addicted son because it made him feel better. And when that stopped, Everything changed. And now, I don't know how many years later, 30 probably, his son is a wonderful guy. 
and and th- but it took Dave's courage and humility to say, "I'm doing this for me, not him." And the next time, where he would have just said, "Go away, police," he said, "No, file charges." We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or a comment, call toll-free 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. We're back, Yvette. Uh, we've said a lot here. I'm wondering what you're thinking so far. Oh. Hmm. Oh. It kind of hurts to, to to see that I'm I'm thinking about me and doing this <laughs> that's hurting them. But isn't it good to know that you don't have to? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yvette, can you tell us? Can you tell us a little bit about? not either not feeling loved when you were growing up not feeling seen or heard or valued unless you would be the good girl or give or something that you feel incredibly guilty about with your kids that you're trying to pay back great questions what are you thinking Yvette what comes to mind um growing up i i was sent away to boarding school and always being sent away and and just feeling unloved by it even though i realized as i as i grew older um that my mom did that because she felt that was the best for me, mm-hmm. it didn't feel like it at the time, yeah. but, you know, as she explained it, I realized why, and so that helped relieve the anger that I had about being sent away and actually yeah. feeling jealous of my brother because he got to stay among family, and sure. now, it, it wasn't, you know, it took a long time to realize that, um... Okay, but re- just realizing it like isn't children. isn't resolving it, and I'm I'm exactly. interested in that second question about anything that there's guilt or shame over with your guilt. children. Okay, what's that about? Absolutely, a lot of that because um, I sent my son to live with his dad when he became a teenager, and um, guilty about that, and he has brought up several situations that, again, at the time I felt I made the right decision, but it Mm -hmm. didn't have a good effect on him. I'm finding out that my adult daughter has, you know, a lot to say, and now... Now, Yvette, I've got to interrupt you because we don't have a lot of time, but we get the picture. Uh, Becky, get us started here on what are the steps she could take to get better. Well, I I love the awareness. That's the first step of any, you know, kind of recovery process. And Yvette, if we try to change the past while working in the present, we get stuck. And your control 
is a way that you're connecting, but it's not what you want. You want to have um, open relationships. And so you're going to, if you're not already working with a therapist, I would suggest that you do that. I would love for you to come to our Courageous Parent workshop um, in a month or so. Yeah. But here's the thing. You want to create a new relationship with them. You want to give them an opportunity to share with you whatever needs to be repaired and to be curious how, you know, how have, have I impacted your life? I want you to have a good life. I don't want you to carry this burden around. But at the same time, not have every conversation be about what needs to be repaired. Yes, You've got to right. build a new relationship. So you're going to find new rhythms, new ways of connection that you can get to enjoy your adult sons and daughters in the place that they are in now. Yeah. So, uh, final comment here, uh, Sherry, about any of what Yeah, I just said. wanted to say that, you know, I always say here on the radio that all behavior is purposeful. And what your behavior as an enabler is saying is that I need to give my kids things in order for them to love me because I didn't feel mm-hmm. loved. And so learning how to not... I mean, choosing as part of your recovery to stop the bleed and to begin to exchange giving them money or trying to rescue them with honest words of confession and listening to how you've hurt them and learning how to tolerate those feelings um, instead of paying your debt Mm. and hurting them at the same time. Right. Now, I'm going to suggest... Well, I'm going to send you this 100 Days to Freedom from Shame because I'm going to suggest that this Christ that you believe in, I mean, you've got to be a believer. You're listening to our program. Well, there are some that listen that aren't, but you need to believe that he took care of all the stuff that you made mistakes in in parenting and all the stuff I've made mistakes. All of us make these mistakes. And there's nothing you can do about that. And the more time you live in shame, the less time you live with the true identity of a special creation by God who is is cared for and loved by this God, whose son died for you. That's where the focus needs to be. I'm going to send you every believer's thought life. I think that will help you focus on that. I hope it will, and I'll send you 100 days to freedom from shame. Uh, We've heard your heart. You called us. The best advice we can give you is don't let this be a phone call that's wasted. Let it be the beginning of a painful process that leaves you and your kids connected, accepting, and understanding extreme limitations. I was really living a very anxiety-filled life. I turned on New Life, and the topic that day was about anxiety. And just by listening, I got relief. You can help New Life stay on the air by joining Club New Life today. When you sign up to support us monthly through Club New Life, we'll send you the new member thank you gift of the Life Recovery Bible Personal Size, the one-year Life Recovery Prayer Devotional, the New Life Journal, a New Life Pen and Highlighter, and a New Life Zipper Tote to hold it all. 
Plus, there are ongoing benefits like access to the Club New Life video library, the monthly Club New Life CD or download, quarterly resources, free shipping on purchased resources, and discounts on workshops. Call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433. Support Club New Life, and together we can help hurting people find help and hope in life's hardest places. Call 1-800-639-5433 to join Club New Life today. glad you joined us for New Life Live. To be a part of the program, call 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. Steve Arterburn here, and Larry Sonnenberg is in the studio. Larry, the last time we were together, we talked about every man's battle, and uh, just one of these wonderful things that we get to witness took place. What was that? Well, a caller, uh, a listener heard what we were talking about and the mm-hmm. need for support. And she wanted to support every man's battle, and she uh, offered a five hundred dollar gift. Oh, it's oh, so, that's so that amazing! Wonderful, yeah, yeah. So, uh, if you do a little better job this time, then maybe we <laughs> would get more than just one gift like that. Well, no, but I oh, love that because it's so yeah. real. I mean, here was a wife who called. Kathy, who was really concerned about her husband, and um, she was like, I don't have the funds. She's in Tennessee, and you said, you know, let them know. You talk to us, and we'll work on a scholarship. That woman who donated just took care of that man and Mm -hmm. gave him the opportunity to make a life change. And that's really what we're all about here. It was personal. It wasn't just a a gift. It was wonderful. So thank you. And I, only the person that receives that can make that a deposit on a new life or a deposit on the same old thing that requires more pain until you get to that point where you're willing to accept a new life. What do you have for us there, Larry? Well, um, Intimacy and Marriage is our next live workshop coming up yes. uh, just a week from today, I think it starts. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I love this. I love this uh, testimony. Before coming to this weekend, we were separated. We have three little boys. I was caring for them on my own. He was angry, and I was done. Intimacy did not exist. The, mm. This weekend has been surprising, to say the least. I realized what I was doing, making him out to be all bad, and letting the pain I experienced overwhelm me. I've actually connected with my husband in a way I didn't think was possible. I thought we were done, but after 10 years, we've only just begun. (laughs) I leave here with a new hope, a way to connect to actually build intimacy, to hold each other, and to have a plan. We had fun and were sexy, and I just didn't expect it. (laughs) So, (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Isn't that I mean, that's what it's all about is uh, you don't just get along. You have fun together. And going from from I'm, I'm done... To yeah. we're just and beginning. Separated. Yeah. Yeah. From done to fun is our new <laughs> for intimacy and marriage. Done to fun, you can be the one. Okay. <laughs> what else, Larry? Oh goodness, just uh, folks, if you could support us, we can. The ripple effect. I just think about the lady that gave the gift for the EMB. You know, uh, she made every man's battle. You, I'm. You thank you. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And uh, if you could make a gift to help somebody get to the marriage workshop. It's going to be really special. And if you want to give to anything else, just give for us in general. That's great. When I ask, say, we need your support, I'm not saying we new life. I'm saying the people that are coming to us 
seeking help because they're struggling and they're just not exactly sure where to go or what to do. They're the ones that need your support. That's right. And so... And, you know, I just had this thought. I mean, what about a couple that can give the gift to themselves and come to the Intimacy in Marriage Weekend? I mean, even them coming as a couple supports the ministry, and you get the benefit at the same time. So don't don't think you've got to be at a really bad, bad place to come to that weekend. I mean, Mylon and Kay are... You know, we just love them so much, and mm-hmm. they're going to be sharing from their heart as well. They're so up close and personal. I mean, they let you into behind the scenes to even challenges that they've had to deal with yeah. um, right. as they've been aging and stuff. I, I got to know things about them I never knew. So take this opportunity. Treat yourself to coming to that. Give, give yourself a Valentine's gift this year as a couple and come. Hmm. All right, Larry, anything else that you have for us? No, always thank you. Um, Just can't say thank you enough. And Mm -hmm. if you are just thinking about giving, never given before, please just just do it. Picking up the phone is not that hard. And you you give what you think God wants you to give. I'm not asking you for a special amount. Right. Might be $10, might be $1,000, might be anything in between. Or more. And, and, and yeah, if you and, join the new life, there, I'm looking at this beautiful leather-bound right. um, yeah. s- library of books, 100 Days to Freedom for Depression, Shame. I mean, what a beautiful gift for those that join for the first time. It is. Thank you, Larry. 1-800-NEW-LIFE right. if you want to join Club New Life and receive an eight-book library uh, that – we love, and the, the co- covers are uh, rubber leather, leatherette, I think. Rubber leather. Yeah. Leather. yeah. And, and, <laughs> they uh, look just like to be real true, leather. <laughs> they're beautifully done. That's our gift to you. Say thank you. And if uh, you give a gift of any amount, 100 days to freedom from shame. Thank you, Larry. Alrighty. 1-800-NEW-LIFE is the number to call. Now, let's go back to our calls, and how about we talk with, um, well, let's talk to Kip here. Um, oh, wait. i got to go to Nick and then Kip. Nick, Kip. Here we go, Nick. How are you today, and how can we help? Hi. Um, so I have an uncle who has a history of abusing people, sexually abusing people in our family. Mm-hmm. Um, himself was abused sexually in his youth, and he abused my aunt. Recently, um, it, we're finding out my cousins are coming forward and saying that he sexually abused them as well, including his own daughter. And so this is news to us as far as my cousins. You know, we knew about my aunt. Mm-hmm. Um, so at this point, my parent, my mother, who is his sister, wants to com- confront him. So what are, what, are some, what are some wisdom that you can impart to us in and how do we go and approach him? Um, well, who would you suggest would be there? Okay. Or I don't know. I mean, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So how old is he? How old is he? He's in his mid-60s. Okay. I was at one of my good friend's house, and we were out in the backyard, and their children played in the backyards of other houses. And I looked over at one of their daughters sitting on the lap of an older man, there was a towel around them, and he was molesting her right there in front of everybody. My point is, you must do something about this. 
because people that don't get help for abuse in their 30s and 20s often, often are still abusing people sexually in 60s, 70s, and 80s. So you must do something. Your question is how best to do it. Um, I'll let uh, Becky start, and then, Sherry, you give your thoughts on that. Um, Yeah, Nick, so the hard part is he needs to be reported. If you have um, family members that are afraid to do that, most counties in the United States have what's called a victim's witness support staff at your local authority. Um, if, if you confront him as a family, there's not much that's going to happen other right. than him denying and making excuses and then everybody feeling re-traumatized by yep. what has happened. Correct. So the first step is to ask for uh, official help. And official can be, even if, if one of your family members reveals this to a counselor, a counselor is a mandated reporter. We just have to get the process started. And my, my other question to your point, Steve, I'm concerned about anyone he is around at this point, whether it is grandchildren or neighborhood children, yes. Sunday school kids, all of those kind of things. I had a client many years ago who you just described him, and when he came into my office, he was like, you know, I don't think uh, you'll have to tell anybody because it's been so many years. I'm like, well, you're wrong. We're going we're gonna to tell somebody and we're going to get this, you know, taken care of because you need help. And other people need protection. And so um, that would be my suggestion. I agree. Sherry, your thoughts here. Yeah. Is your uncle married? He is not, but he has been in a heterosexual relationship for over 10 years now. Okay. Um, One of the things, and I too have had situations like this, um, is he around children now? Do you know? Are any are any of the cousins bringing? Are in? Are any of them in denial? Bringing grandkids around or l- little cousins around this person? Uh, no, this is there. Everybody's. I mean, for the longest time, we didn't know why pe- our cousins weren't coming around. So we're finding out this is the reason why if he was around, they wouldn't bring him. Oh God! And he hasn't been around for a while, but he. What brought this all to light is that he came to a party recently, and it just opened up this whole mm-hmm. issue. Yep. That's good. My good. Forward. I'm yeah. proud of you guys. I'm proud of you as a family. So often, the victims who've been molested are afraid. They're afraid yeah. to take steps, but they begin to feel empowered when the family pulls together and does exactly what Becky says. You need to talk to the police department. You need to file. He needs to be known as an active pedophile. He does. And and, and it's painful, mm-hmm. but you either protect other people or you don't. And in all of this, you could find out that five years ago, ten years ago, he got help, he went through a program. That's possible. And then there's hope there, but that is very, very unlikely. To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We're back, and Nick, thank you uh, for calling, listening to us. I'm going to send you every man's Bible, uh, every believer's thought life. I hope that's going to be helpful to you. Now is the time for everybody in the family to be courageous and yeah. to not 
not back away from this, to realize that as long as you do nothing, the, a lot of other children are in jeopardy. And uh, I just hope and pray that everybody's, well, whether they are willing or not, um, you know, you can call anonymously and right. inform on a person and ask them to go through the process if nobody's stepping up. You I'll know, those, the w- yeah, yeah, well, and Steve, the weird thing about reporting is the person who is reporting didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, right. they feel bad and they feel yep. shame and all of that stuff. So I want to encourage you, if you're listening today and you know of a situation like this, make a phone call. The other part is when he shows up at a party like that, it's re-traumatizing to everyone he has yeah. abused already. And they, it, they're they re-victimized. It's just, yeah. it's really a, a cycle that can end and we just need to empower each other to take the right steps. Well, the question to ask yourself is, am I willing to do something that's a little uncomfortable mm-hmm. or a lot uncomfortable to me to save someone else from a lifetime yeah. mm-hmm. of dealing mm-hmm. yeah. with this traumatic, devastating, horrific thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need to stop that. And mm-hmm. the only way you do is to report it. Right. Kip, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, WBYN. Hey, Kip, how are you today? Hello, how are you? Good. What's going on? Uh, don't have a lot of time, but I sure did want to get to your call. Thank you. Uh, question. Yes. Uh, how can my wife and I um, get our daughter and her husband to stop neglecting uh, their children? What are they doing that's neglectful? Well, they're, they're just not following through with like uh, physical ailments or appointments uh, for instance my five-year-old granddaughter has cavities in her mouth that need to be taken care of and there always seems to be an excuse um, there's just and we've noticed it building up it's been years happening and my wife and I are in a place where we have to tread very lightly my daughter she has, uh, we believe, psychological problems, so we have to be careful what we say to her. She's mm-hmm. threatened already to take our grandkids out of our life, but we have a good relationship, but now and then, maybe once a year, there'll be a huge blow-up, and my daughter will just kind of shut down, and she's had counseling, but she doesn't follow through. I don't know. You mm-hmm. would be able okay. to diagnose her. I suspect she's borderline personality, okay. but... All right, so that's all we need to know because we don't have a lot of time here at the end. Uh, Let us help you here. And, Sherry, you start. Well, what did you think about our last call, Kip? It probably scared (laughs) you, didn't it? I thought it was more extreme version of what we're dealing with. Well, actually, one of the reasons to call Child Protective Services is because of neglect. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of the calls that often gets missed because family members are afraid. They're afraid of what's going to happen long-term to uh, their relationship with their daughter or son if children mm-hmm. are being neglected. Yeah. But it's actually a line item. There, there's concerns about children and health not being, you know, health concerns not being met. 
And typically what happens, the county does not want more children in as right. wards of the court. They don't. That's correct. What they want to do is they want to send out a social worker to that family yep. in order to help that family with what needs to happen to make the changes. It's like an accountability person. So um, yes. what should he do? Mm-hmm. What do you suggest he do? Are there other things than what you mentioned? Is that just one of a list? Are there other medical needs? Are the kids being, uh, you know, bathed, you know? It's, no, they're being bathed. It's just very soft issues. Like, okay. for instance, okay. there was a, a sty in one of their eyes that went way too long, and now Horrible. the sty, it's been like seven so, months. So, and it's like, yeah. so what should he do? Well, uh, I mean, go, go ahead, Becky. Go ahead, Becky. I was just, I was tracking right with you. I think the first step is that you, you know, have a meeting with them. I know that you're afraid because she'll blow up. You have it blow up once a year. But I would, it, you have to go to her first and say my concerns. I know mm-hmm. you've heard this before. The second thing is if she's not willing or if there is a blow up where there's a separation, then you can call child welfare, not from a standpoint of reactivity, but literally you want to be the hero that when these grandkids grow up and they know that mom and dad have not been caring for them, they know that they had grandparents that, that saw to it that somebody else took care yeah. of them. And That's right. I would send them Jim's book, too, Doing Life with Adult Children. That was the other thing I was going to yeah. And then, Kip, I want to have you wait on the line. We have counselors right in your area, and I want you and your wife to go in and meet with one of our new life counselors because they can be an incredible help to you as you're trying to figure out what steps to take with your daughter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, uh, we often tell people exactly what you're saying. You need to tread lightly. But in this case, you may end up with a conversation that says, I see this, you mm-hmm. must do something about this. If you don't, or like you cut us off, like you've threatened, then we're going to have to involve some other people here. Right. I don't want right. to do that. What I want is I want to help you, help your children. So uh, I'd like to make an appointment for the dentist. Maybe I can cover... Uh, the copay or whatever whatever you can do you tell them what you can do but you say look i'm not uh punitive here but we've noticed these things that can't be denied and Mm -hmm. we have to do something otherwise we're enabling something that doesn't have to be so here we are we're resources i hope you can respond to that as a healthy person Rather than react to that defensively, your daughter had a sty, it went this long. There are cavities in these teeth that need to be taken care of. We're going to help you. We're going to notice things. And I hope you'll cooperate. The children that we love, our grandchildren, need you. And we need to help you. And that's what's going to happen. So I would have that kind of conversation with them. A lot of people don't think old mom and dad would call the authorities Uh, but that is a very healthy option here Mm -hmm. if they Mm -hmm. do anything negative here they need to take and and receive and act on your help and i'm so glad that you called and i will send you uh doing life with our adult children by dr jim burns and uh, also i'll send you uh, every man's bible and the one-year bible for men. Glad you called. 
If you need some help, that number is 1-800-NEW-LIFE. And if you can support us, guess what? It goes right along with Colossians 3.13. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you have a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Bearing someone else's burden, bearing with them, one way to do that is supporting this ministry to help us reach people that need us and then help them not feel better, not do a little bit better, but to transform their lives. That's what we want to see. A lot of marriages will be transformed February 17th in Orange County. The question is, will it be yours? (laughs) I hope so. But there is no problem too small or too large that we don't care about. And we want you to call us at 1-800-NEW-LIFE. God bless you. We love you. Thanks for praying for us. See you next time. Thanks for listening. We hope this program has helped you by giving you insights for handling the challenges you face in your life. We want you to know that we're here for you. But you also need to know that New Life Live is a listener-supported ministry. To make your donation or to get any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433 or write to us at New Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1029, Lake Forest, California, 92609. Please join us again on Monday for New Life Live. Today's podcast can be downloaded through iTunes or streamed through your mobile device using the New Life app. Visit newlife.com to download the app today.